the romance of it was entwined with the tragedy. To Kate Powell, it was all a miserable waste. She frowned into the sunlight while plucking at stubby wild grass with a narrow hand. The story touched her heart, true, but it was the impulse of it, the mistaken impulse that troubled her. Why end everything when life held so much more? It had been Margot Sullivan's turn to tell the tale, and she had done so with a rich, dramatic flair. As always, she envisioned the night electrified by a storm, raging winds, pelting rain, flashing lightning. The enormous defiance of the gesture both thrilled and troubled her. She would forever see Serafina with her face lifted high, a curse on her lips as she lapped. It was a pretty stupid thing to do for a boy, Kate commented. Her ebony hair was pulled neatly back in a ponytail, leaving her angular face dominated by her large, almond-shaped brown eyes. She loved him, Laura said simply. Her voice was low, thoughtful. He was her one true love. I don't see why there has to be just one. Margot stretched her long legs. She and Laura were twelve, Kate a year behind them, but already Margot's body had begun to hint at the woman just waking inside. She had breasts and was quite pleased about it. I'm not going to have just one. Her voice rang with confidence. I'm going to have hordes. Kate snorted. She was thin and flat-chested and didn't mind a bit. She had better things to think about than boys. School, baseball, music. Ever since Billy Leary stuck his tongue down your throat, you've gotten wacky. I like boys. Secure in her femininity, Margot smiled slyly and brushed a hand through her long blonde hair. It streamed past her shoulders, thick and wavy and wheat-colored. The minute she'd escaped her mother's eagle eye, she'd tugged it out of the band that Anne Sullivan preferred she tie it back with. Like her body and her raspy voice, her hair belonged more to a woman than an adolescent girl. And they like me, which was the best part in Margot's estimation. But I'll be damned if I'd kill myself over one. Automatically, Laura glanced around to make certain the swear word wasn't overheard. They were alone, of course, and it was blissfully summer. The time of year she loved most. Her gaze lingered on the house crowning the hill behind them. It was her home her security, and it pleased her just to look at it with its fanciful turrets and high, arching windows, the soft red tiles of the roof baking in the California sun. Sometimes she thought of it as a castle, and herself as a princess. Just lately she had begun to imagine a prince somewhere who would one day ride up and sweep her away into love and marriage and happy ever after. "'I only want one,' she murmured, "'and if something happened to him,' It would break my heart forever. You wouldn't jump off a cliff. Kate's practical nature couldn't conceive it. You might kick yourself for bobbling a routine fly or bombing a test. But over a boy? Why, it was ridiculous. You'd have to wait to see what happened next. She, too, studied the house. Templeton House. Her home now. She thought that, of the three of them, she was the one who understood what it was to face the worst and wait. She'd been eight when she lost her parents, had seen her world rip apart and leave her drowning. But the Templetons had taken her in, had loved her, and though she'd only been a second cousin on the unstable Powell branch of the family tree, had given her family. It was always wise to wait. I know what I'd do. I'd scream and curse God, 
Margot decided. She did so now, slipping as easily as a chameleon into a pose of abject suffering. Then I'd take the dowry and sail around the world, see everything, do everything, be everything. She stretched up her arms, loving the way the sun stroked her skin. She loved Templeton House. It was the only home she remembered. She had been only four when her mother left Ireland and came there to work. Though she had always been treated as one of the family, she never forgot that she was a servant's daughter. Her ambition was to be more, much more. She knew what her mother wanted for her, a good education, a good job, a good husband. What, Margot wondered, could be more boring. She wasn't going to be her mother. No way was she going to be dried up and alone before she was thirty. Her mother was young and beautiful, Margot mused. Even if she played both facts down, they were facts nonetheless.